podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Live in the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another nice episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by the nicest, nicest, nicest co-host, Denny Carter. Denny. What's going on, buddy? I'm I'm feeling nice, JJ. I, I don't know about you, but it is it's a nice day to be alive. It's a nice day to record this podcast. Just all around, I think 100% nice, and it makes sense. And and you want to tell the people why it, it makes sense that it's so nice? Yeah, uh, this is our 169th nice nice podcast. This is our 169th episode of Living the Stream. I'm excited about it. We I can't believe we've re- we've recorded 169 episodes together. I, I I can't either. This will definitely be the nicest. I, I would like to go back to episode 69 to see uh, how yeah. that was. It was yeah. probably terrible. Probably terrible. But I can't imagine. I don't know if if the whole 69 thing had caught on at that point. Ca- uh, caught on as in like the the. I mean, we've talked about the joke and how like it, the well, the point of it being funny is that it's so bad and so over the top and so juvenile. Yeah. Right. But I don't think that 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 was on you know was top of mind whenever we recorded it a hundred episodes ago. Yeah, I, I I don't think it was the all-consuming meme that it's become. And by the way, I think that we just killed the person who runs the No More Sixty Nine on LTS <laughs> yeah. account. <laughs> yes, that person that person is so not happy. We could actually be tried for murder, probably for what we just did to that person. And I want to extend no apology because it's nice. Uh, so before we started recording, Denny was was explaining uh, something to me about how he goes to yeah. a Starbucks, maybe another coffee shop, maybe, or is it just Starbucks? Maybe it's just Starbucks. But he goes to these places and he doesn't feel the urge or the need to purchase something while right. in these places. So Denny, explain why you think this is okay. Yeah, so I had a, a conversation uh, with my estranged wife about about what I do when I go to Starbucks. And usually, I don't order anything. I just sit there and I have my own Verizon jet pack that I use, okay? I'm, I'm not hogging their, uh, their internet. So and, you're not uh, even stealing the Wi-Fi? No, I just want to sit around people, you know? Working at home gets lonely. What do you, sure. you know? I feel um, you, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, you know, fulfilling a basic human need here and, and um, which sounded a lot dirtier than I meant it to. But uh, so... You know, I don't always buy something mostly because the Starbucks I go to is jam packed all day. And I don't feel like standing in line for 10 minutes to order a drink that I don't really want. Right. So so she so my wife says this is extremely rude. Okay. And by the way, my my wife is a former barista back back in college. Um, So so she I guess maybe she she feels some uh, kinship with the Starbucks workers. But here's my argument is this, not only is it not rude to, 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 to not order a drink, it's rude to order a drink at Starbucks. So and, explain this to me. Explain. And, and I need, I need, okay. This is a corporate behemoth. Okay. The workers there, the baristas get paid the same, whether they make one coffee or a thousand coffees in a day. Sure. Okay. 
They don't, they don't get any more or less. I am only adding to their workload if I order. Now, if it's a mom and pop shop, and, and I have worked in, in, little, in smaller uh, cafes or, or, or coffee places, I will order a stupid coffee because I feel bad because that's, that's the person's livelihood, right? That's the, you know, the person working behind the counter probably owns the place or is related to the person who owns the place. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to spend three, four bucks to get, to get something there, okay? So I'm not totally heartless, but I'm being polite by not making the workers at Starbucks work even harder. So there, that's my argument. So let, let, me, let me get this straight though. Uh, because you're at the Starbucks and you're taking up a seat, because I'm sure that the Starbucks that you're working at is fairly crowded, I would assume. Oh like, yeah. I feel like every Starbucks that I go to to work at, I mean, it's always like, like you're, 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 you're scoping out where you can sit like, yeah. like a, like an Eagle, right? Like you're, right. you're just standing there like looking and, and waiting and, uh, to, to get, to get one of these tables. So you're waiting for a seat or you get a seat, you're taking that seat away from someone else and that someone else would then leave the store and not purchase something. And so therefore, because you're replacing that person, you're replacing a drink that the barista does not have to make. Yeah, right. Which, which is doubly polite on my part. I, I can understand the politeness. I, I, I get it from that perspective. If you're, if you're looking at it at the macro level of – this is a, a corporate behemoth, as you said. Yeah. Right. And and these these are workers make. I think they make a de- don't they make a decent wage they, at Starbucks? They make okay wage and they have okay benefits and 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 whatever. But but I yeah they, they you know this is a giant company that doesn't need my four bucks for a terrible frappuccino. It's true. That that is true. The the macro level is true. I think that actually when when you associate all of this with. You know, the Starbucks brand. By the way, Starbucks is never going to sponsor this podcast. Never, never. Uh, but when you associate it with the Starbucks brand, um, I understand it a lot. I understand this take a lot more than if you were to just walk in to a mom and pop shop where there's yeah. going to be, you know, six people in there and, and, and it can seat 45. And, oh. you, and, you, and you walk in there and you don't get anything. You just sit down and just pull out your, your Verizon yeah. pack or whatever the hell you have and <laughs> plug it into your computer and get internet. Then yeah, I mean that that's that's a bad move. That's a yeah, bad move. no, yeah, I'm not a total douchebag on every level, and, and also th- when you go into a mom and pop store, they will stare holes through your head until you order something. Yeah, and and I I've been in a position where I've ordered a coffee, and they're like they look at you like yeah, what else? Yeah, like, no, it's 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 more intimidating in mom and pop shops. Yeah, just right. naturally, I feel like I feel that way with almost any type of like like any type of locally owned place because you feel like if you haven't been there a lot, yeah. like you're not, you're not used to and accustomed to how they order or how they interact with one another. It's no different than like going to Philly and trying to order a cheesesteak somewhere. Right. Right. And, and, and yeah, so I feel, I feel almost obliged to walk into a smaller coffee place, an independent coffee place and be like, I'll have Seven croissants and all of your coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, give me, uh, give me give me that whole vat of coffee that's over there, and and yeah. all all of your croissants. I want to make I want to make sure I spend fifty dollars in here today, uh, right. uh, to, j- just to be able to sit down and work. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah yeah to use my internet. I need to spend fifty dollars. I mean, the Patreon cash is good. It's not that good. 
That's, yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Well, that's an interesting take. I'm glad that we talked through that because I actually agree with you more than I thought that I would. Yeah, I saw I saw the look on JJ's face. Everyone with he it was it was like concealed horror when I when I told him that <laughs> that it's actually polite not to order. <laughs> he looked at me like what? You're like, such a douchebag. Like, oh, he's he's completely he's just coming out as a just a bad person now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's dig into what happened this past week, Denny. Uh, week twelve. Uh, we had a pretty good week overall, I would say. Uh, we had the Cowboys, they had nine points. The Bills had seven points. Uh, tweeted the Cleveland Browns as a deep sleeper. Um, they had six points. They were fine defensively. Um, so good good job, us, on yeah. defense. I mean, it was totally fine from a defensive perspective. Uh, quarterback, we had our two main picks as Jameis and Lamar Jackson. Jameis had about 23 points. Lamar Jackson was awful in the first half. Mm. dreadful in the first scary in the first half uh but decent in the second half so he got uh 20.22 points um and then our deep plays nick mullins only had nine points um i mean look we talked about the nick mullins thing last week where he just doesn't push the ball down the field i mean they they play it really conservatively with him and that's that's what we saw i mean that's what it was and they were they were without uh goodwin right yeah right right so you had had some issues and garcon was out obviously so i mean you had issues there i mean he's playing with with dante pettis and kendrick bourne and just guys who haven't gotten a lot of run across their career. Uh, Eli Manning was looking like he was going to have a crazy good day, like a real good day. And then the Giants are just like, nah, you know what? We don't want to attack this banged up secondary. Uh, OBJ came out and said that that was actually not part of their plan. Which is, it's it's incredible. It's frustrating. It just puts me on the the death tilt. Yeah. Yeah, so the so the deeper plays were not as strong, um, which is usually the case. But uh, and then at tight end we had Cameron Brait, who was uh, the the uh, the obvious play. He had eleven point six. He scored a touchdown. Nice to get that chalky touchdown, right? What do you mean chalky touchdown? The chalky touchdown. Everybody, oh, oh I, every, I, sorry. I thought you said chalky as in Jeremy Shockey, and I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, his top comp, Jeremy Shockey. Uh, <laughs> so he had eleven point six points. Uh, Lance Kendricks, I took off the list because Jimmy Graham ended up playing. Um, Nick Vanette had 4.2 and Jeff Hireman who got hurt had 6.4. Um, so overall, not a terrible week. You know, I do want to throw this caveat out there before we get into week 13's picks. Uh, the ownership percentages, especially at quarterback right now are so flat mm-hmm. and th- there are so many guys in like the 40% range who we're not going to talk about on the show. So like if Jameis Winston's out there, if Lamar Jackson's out there, uh, we're still playing them over our streamers, um, right. so so it's gonna it's gonna also taint the 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 uh, the overall picture of what our streamer looks like this season. I, I realized, you know, like it's it. I, I I tweeted out the numbers for our quarterback streamer and our our tight end streamer and our defensive streamer this year so far. We're at like QB eight or QB nine. We're ahead of Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and that includes Marcus Mariota's horrible game where he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're ahead of like Aaron Rodgers. That's great. That's fine. Um, but then we're uh, tight end is like low end tight end one high end tight end two, which is to be expected because it's just been a disaster of a year there. Uh, and then defense, we're, we're right where we were last week at defense three, right, right at the Rams. I mean, we're just basically below Chicago. So That'd be awesome. I tweeted that out. And I mean, they're, they're, it's important to keep in mind that, again, we're, we're not benefiting from being able to hold on to particular quarterbacks from here on out. I mean, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick have combined to be QB twos 
in fantasy football. So Jameis Winston is a QB one as long as he's starting, you know? Right. And then you get Mitch Trubisky is another player who you got off the wa- waiver wire. I mean, there's been guys that you've probably gotten off the waiver wire and it's gotten to the point, Denny, where if you look at the landscape, especially this week with no buys and moving forward, if you don't have a quarterback, what, what are you doing? If you don't have a, a start worthy quarterback in a regular one quarterback, 12 team league, how, how? they're easy to find. How, like, how is that even possible? Um, by the way, speaking of percentages and stuff, you mentioned Cameron, Cameron Bray. I, he's, a, he's owned in like half of ESPN leagues. You're definitely starting him over the streamers, just to be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, the, uh, the, the high-pitched, you know, overly uh, excitable JJ voice that I just had. You oh, know? yeah. You know, whenever I just go on and on and then I'm like, how is that possible? Uh, the, people <laughs> people take that as me being like super, super upset and frustrated and serious. No, and you're I've, just, you've I've just gone on Reddit. Like I've seen, I've seen, there's been multiple comments on Reddit um, because I, I want to see what people are saying about like my podcast and stuff, right? There's been a, a couple of comments on Reddit where like someone, someone a couple of weeks ago said that I sounded like a whiny teenager. Oh wow! wow yeah, that's a- just just rough. It's it's rough out there as a fantasy football analyst. So yeah. my I'm actually gonna try to use that whiny teenage voice as much as possible on today's show. I actually think of it as uh, your Seinfeld voice. You know, right. um, exactly right. Yeah, it's it's exasperation. It's it's excitement. Uh, uh, and and you know, when you put yourself out there, you know the haters. As they say, we'll hate. So I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, don't even worry about it. It's just you just go full Seinfeld, which is fine. Yeah, I, I don't look. I don't care. People, people can say what they want. I mean, we, we've got, we've got great listeners. We've got um, great people that we're interacting with. I, I, you know, I saw you tweeting from the LTS account, and, um, and good, and good job taking away my uh, permissions for that account. No, I'm just joking, yeah, right, sort right. of. But, but so I responded with something like, um, they told me Aaron Rodgers was safe in the third. And and someone replied and and mentioned that um, mentioned other players who were not good who were drafted in the third and I was like like My Larry gosh. Fitzgerald or whoever right, and I was right. like oh, th- thank you for that <laughs> like right right needed that, that was exactly my point right needed that also on also on Reddit Denny in response to living the stream there's been maybe two or three people on uh, Reddit I mean look a lot of the feedback on like this podcast and the late round podcast is overwhelmingly positive, right? Like thank God that, that people can resonate with things that we say and and all that. But there are, there are a couple of people out there who absolutely despise us. (laughs) They they, they think, they think we try to be so funny and that, that we think that we're so funny. Right. And they hate, they, of course. And, and, and they hate it. They hate it so much. Yeah, uh, they uh, they're looking for the milk toast like we're here for football takes uh, type type thing like this guy has the talent to take your team to the championship. Right. And that's what they're looking for. And when we're like sixty nine, her her her, right? You know, they're, they're, like, they're like, why am I spend? Why am I wasting my valuable time on this nonsense when I could be playing fantasy football, which is not nonsense, obviously. Yes. It's hilarious though. I, I love I love just reading feedback. Like I, I love reading the comments on pod on my podcast. Like from or the sorry the reviews and such. Like people people like hate the the uh, the sound effects on my not people not many but like to the point of like they want to go to iTunes and give me a three star rating because you know the the advice is great but the sound effects suck. The, oh wow, that is that is something. That is yeah, something cool, guys. Ooh. It's only my job to to 
try to have high ratings. Yeah, uh, man, consumers of media are quite quite the picky bunch sometimes. They are. They are. All right, let's just move on to week 13. Sorry. Let's just move on. I don't even know how to do the the <laughs> It's just it's just so natural now. Oh man. Let's go to week 13. Uh Denny, you can kick things off cuz you have yeah. two of the three defenses that we're going to talk about. Yeah, sorry. I, I have my uh, notes in um in my in, a, in an email. Like I that's how I make my notes. And um the email next to it just has the word in all in all caps lice <laughs> and it's it's from Xavier's school <laughs> nice great okay um that's why i made that face but um wait what are we doing now i'm doing tight end no you're doing defense denny doing defense when, oh. when do we ever when have we ever started with tight end I'm, on this podcast i'm sorry i'm t- i'm tilting over the lice thing i don't yeah, know what you to sure are you sure are good god by all the right. way i it is we, we are 16 minutes into the show and i have to pee so the rest of the show is going to be unbelievable. Let's let's get you a bottle and we, and see what you can do. Look, yeah, uh, right. All right, Seattle defense, folks. Seattle defense, eighty four percent availability on ESPN. Uh, Seattle is a ten point home favorite against the Forty ers and I I sometimes like to check out five thirty eight's projections of you know who would win and lose. Uh, because we want defenses on the winning side, obviously. Um, the Seahawks have an 84% chance to win per 538, so that's that's pretty good. That's a good indicator. The Niners are fresh off giving up 11 points to the Bucks defense, which really is pretty jarring. Um, they've uh, They've had a couple road meltdowns, and we saw how Nick slash Chris Mullins operates with terrible game script it's not good folks it's not good so if seattle gets up big early i think we have quite a ceiling for the seahawks yeah i agree also they're gonna play the same san francisco team in week 15 i believe so you if you're in the fantasy playoffs you can hold on to them uh d another defense is miami there are a an s ton of because this is a family podcast uh, of, of defenses to choose from this week we we only have three of them that we're talking about, but you know, Denver is a defense that you should absolutely be targeting because they have an unbelievable playoff schedule. Um, there's, there's Tennessee was another one that we're not going to talk about, but they're fine as well. They're just owned in more, more leagues than we expected. So this one in particular, this is Miami and Kansas city is another one, right? Kansas city is a good play this week, um, but they're owned in, in too many leagues to be uh, stream worthy. Uh, Miami though is going to be playing the Buffalo bills, an offense that we continuously target. I know they looked reasonable this past week um i mean it's kind of fluky a little bit flu i mean josh allen completed eight passes so there's there's that um but i I, you know i do think that josh allen gives the bills a higher ceiling offensively you know there's no doubt there um but miami's at home they're five and a half point favorites i think that this game opened at 40 and a half points as an over under as a a game total and now it's 40 so that's shifted down a bit Um, and in, in Josh Allen starts, uh, opposing defenses are averaging 3.6 sacks and one interception against per game. So, mm. uh, I, I think that, that Allen, you know, it's a, it's a, a plus matchup for Miami. The defense is fine ish. Uh, I, I think that they're a, a strong streamer. Yeah. Uh, my second streamer, our third streamer, uh, is Packers Packers defense available in 80% of leagues. Uh, the, so teams have a really sturdy floor against the Cardinals. I should have mentioned that the Packers are playing the Cardinals. 
Uh, and and they're somehow JJ they're fourteen point favorites. Yeah, I saw that. I was a little surprised by that. I what is that? The, the Packers are like a like a clearly like a bottom half team. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. So for the fourteen point home favorites, teams have had a pretty good floor against the Cardinals. Uh, since Josh Rosen took over, every defense has scored at least eight fantasy points against the Cardinals. Uh, you know, we look for quarterbacks who are struggling to complete their passes. Uh, Rosen has completed 55.5% of his passes with 11 interceptions and eight starts so far this year. And Green, uh, boo, boo, boo. Oh, Green Bay has the league's third highest sack rate, which means that, you know, we might get some, we might get a nice uh, sack based floor, which, you know, sounds like the name <laughs> of my next album. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, against against Rosen, I, I don't buy into the fourteen point favorite thing is wild to me. But I guess it's I like, the Lambo effect. That's my I guess. guess. I like the Packers. I don't like them more than the Seahawks, though. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Um, but dude, the the Cardinals' offense has been like like everyone wants to praise Byron Leftwich or, or get super excited about By- Byron Leftwich. They've barely been better with Byron Leftwich as offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah, I don't get it. But by the way, speaking of the Chiefs' defense, which uh, JJ mentioned, I did a short Patreon uh, cast uh, on on the Chiefs' defense. I did that on Sunday, uh, so you can check it out at uh, Patreon.com/slash/LivingTheStream. Uh, at quarterback this week, I'll, I'll kick things off. I think Marcus Mariota is fine. Uh, again, there are a lot of quarterbacks in the 40 to 50% range that we can't mention on the show, so they don't count towards our, our streaming quarterback. Uh, but Marcus Mariota finally looks healthy again. I mean, he had some some weird throws early on in that Texans game, but then he kind of got in a groove and he looked decent. Um, New York, they're, they're facing the Jets this week. New York's allowed kind of a, a high floor for fantasy quarterbacks. Eight passers against the Jets have finished with 17 or more fantasy points this season. Um, but the ceiling hasn't always been there. Um, and that's partially because the Jets offense is a, a complete dumpster. Right. right. So that's the fear. This game is more than likely not going to shoot out. You know, I, right. I you know, I, I know that we saw said the same thing about the, the Texans and the Titans this past week. Um, but we also know, you know, objectively that, that the, the Texans offense can move the ball a lot better than the Jets can. So with this being in Tennessee, um, I don't know if Marcus Mariota has a crazy high ceiling and I highly doubt anyone listening to this podcast needs to use any of the quarterbacks we're about to mention, to be honest with you, Um, just just given all of our recommendations earlier this season and how many usable quarterbacks there are. Um, But you know, I, I think that of the players that we're talking about, he's probably safest. Yeah, yeah, right. I I would say so. And and maybe these quarterbacks that we're going to mention are, are good for two QB or superflex right. or whatever. Uh, you know, you probably don't need them uh, in 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 one QB. Uh, my first quarterback is Case Keenum, which you know I've been uh, cursed for to forever walk the earth talking about Case Keenum. Uh, the Broncos are at the Bengals. Uh, the Broncos are three and a half point favorites here, uh, and Keenum, as I've mentioned many times on this fine and mediocre podcast, Keenum is is a much better uh, player in wins. Like his splits between wins and losses is pretty dramatic, so it's good to see that they're they're favored. Uh, Cincinnati now gives up the fourth most schedule adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks, along with the fourth most yards per pass attempt. Um, it's 
pretty much the Bengals' defense is just to be picked on. You know, they're for, bad. It's it's bad, man. It's for the bad. remainder of the year. Uh, so only only the Bucks. I was surprised to see this. Only the Bucks give up more touchdown passes than the Bengals, and only Kansas City and New Orleans have allowed more passing yardage this year uh, than the Bengals. Uh, I you know the case for Keenum. The, well, I didn't even mean to do that. Whoa! I didn't mean man. to do that. Oh man! Uh, the case for Keenum is fairly strong. Back yeah. to you, JJ. Yeah, no, I I like Keenum. I, I I think you can make the argument that Keenum's a better play than Mariota. Um, I think he'd have a higher ceiling. But again, you know, you have you have Jeff Driscoll playing at quarterback for for Cincinnati. Uh, so who knows what their offense looks like? I'm I'm hoping that there's not a huge drop off just to keep that game at least a little bit high scoring. But yeah, but we'll see. Um, so we have two deeper quarterback plays this week. I know it's crazy that the, the the normal streamers are Marcus Mariota and Case Keenum, but that's just again that's just where things are at right now. Uh, the deeper plays. So Denny and I have two plays, and we dis- We my play I think is better than his play, and vice versa. I, I think it's close. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not like this is like a drastic you know, difference <laughs> between the two. My my play is someone who I can't stand as a player. I think he's probably a decent human. Uh, I can't stand as a player. I've been uh, trashing him since his rookie season. Uh, it's it's Derek Carr, and Raiders fans hate me because of that. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't love this spot, okay? They're big underdogs. I don't love huge underdog quarterbacks, right? You want you want the game to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs are coming off a bye. That's not great. But the, <laughs> the, the, argument, the argument for Derek Carr, I mean, look, you, you have to – you have to really stretch to make an argument for Derek Carr. Trust yeah. me. I, I get it. I get it. The argument for Derek Carr is that Kansas City has actually been pretty decent against wide receivers. And if you look at the Oakland offense, they can funnel a lot of their targets to Jared Goat and uh, the running backs out of the backfield, namely you know Jalen Richard. Uh, the, the Chiefs rank 12th in percentage of yards allowed to tight ends. So of all the receiving yards that they're giving up, they rank 12th in, in that chunk going to the tight end position. And then to running backs, they rank 5th. And mm. they've been a lot better, uh, again, against wide receivers. Um, so considering Oakland's wide receivers are trash anyway, maybe this matchup lines up a little bit decently for Derek Carr. Um, you know, really, you're just you're hoping that he can throw. I mean, it could get really ugly. You know, if you're yeah. starting Derek Carr, know that you could you could finish the game with four points. Exactly, and we've my hesitant my 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 hesitation comes from having seen Derek Carr face just tremendously bad script and then get nothing out of it. You know, yeah. uh, and you and you know that that's a possibility. Obviously, it's definitely possible. I'm I'm I would be frightened <clears throat> to play Derek Carr in a Week 13 fantasy football matchup. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. Uh, you know, at least at least with other quarterbacks, you you can say well. They'll they'll dink and dunk and eventually get down the field. The Raiders end up not even running a lot of plays when they're down by a lot. So. Right, right. So I'm 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 sticking with Carr over Denny's guy. But I, look, yeah. Denny's Denny's play makes sense. It's very logical. <laughs> well, obviously, Colt McCoy is the superior play. Yes, <laughs> Colt McCoy, who 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 before last Thursday was the the uh, untapped savior for the Washington franchise, according to. My friends and family, and and sure. you know Washington fans across the land here. Um, so he, Washington is playing in Philadelphia. The Eagles are favorites here. 
Washington's likely going to see bad game script. So it's it's similar to Carr's situation, but maybe not as dramatic because I think the Chiefs might just end the Raiders franchise. On, no, you're right. You're right. On Sunday. You're right. Um, uh, but that's just my maybe my hatred of the Raiders. Um, so here's the 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 case for McCoy. <laughs> Um, His name's not Case McCoy, though. I keep saying, I keep saying, why do I keep saying that? Jeez, just stop. Uh, uh, The Eagles give up a 66% completion rate. That's spiked up to 73% over the past three games as, you know, basically they're starting guys off the street and they're secondary. Um, I joked on Twitter, they're starting four fantasy football writers in their their secondary. And somehow Odell Beckham uh, scores 10 points. so the Eagles allow 18.8 schedule-adjusted points to quarterbacks uh, and almost 73% of the yards gained against Philadelphia this year have come via the pass. That's the fourth highest rate in the league. Uh, and, and also, as far as a floor goes, I think McCoy may have a floor in that the last eight quarterbacks to face the Eagles have gone for over 270 yards. So... You can Worse. So at tight end this week, Denny, we have a lot of guys. I mean, that's that's the best. That's like the only way you can put it, right? Yeah. I mean, we just we, there there are lots of NFL tight ends. There are a lot. There are lots of NFL tight. Every week we go through our tight end options, and and we get mentions. There's like, how about this mediocre tight end? How about this mean guys? Any mediocre tight end is slightly in play. I mean, I think that we filter out the guys with horrible matchups or the guys who might not be running a lot of routes. And we, we try to look at what's sustainable. Um, but really, I mean, with tight end, you're, you're throwing a lot of darts. So I'll, I'll kick things off with uh, the guy that I talk about every single week on the show. That's CJ Uzama, who, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I bring him up anymore. He had 13 targets last week and he still did nothing. What? He had 13 <laughs> targets? He had 13 targets and then he ran 49 routes. Oh my God! <laughs> he had he 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 ran the most routes in the NFL at tight end. He had 13 targets and he had like six yards. I mean, he did nothing with it. So, <laughs> so I mean, this week you're looking at a situation where, um, you know, Denver has been uh, notorious for for giving up tight end points. Uh, they're still in the bottom ten this year. Um, and just given what we saw to Uzama this past week, um, sure. Sure, let's move on. Yeah, go ahead, Denny. <laughs> All right, Matt, don't call me lacrosse, lacoste. <laughs> I almost got JJ to spit out his tea. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so, drinking this tea when I have to pee so bad. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, don't do that. I made that mistake on a road trip recently with coffee. I was like, I'll be fine, I'll be yeah. fine, and I wanted to die. Uh, so Matt Lacoste uh, at the Bengals. Uh, tight ends have the sixth best success rate against the Bengals this year per number fire. Yeah. Was that a Brandon, Brandon Gadula chart? That was a Brandon Gadula special yeah, at Gadula 13. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a really good analyst who would never tell you he's a great analyst, which, which is a problem. Brandon, that's it a, is problem. a problem. No, it's definitely a problem. You guys need to be following him. Yes. And tweet more. Um, I'll never tweet if Brandon tweets more. Wow. Okay. So, all right. Uh, maybe I'll go back on that. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the Bengals give up the third most receptions to tight ends. Uh, Cincinnati has given up at least three tight end catches in each of their past seven games, you know, for whatever that's worth. Uh, and as far as route running goes, Hireman before 
he was injured last week. Last week he had run twenty routes. Lacoste ran tw- uh, twelve routes. So that's a pretty good combination, you know. I mean, if you can get a tight end running thirty routes, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it's no C.J. Uzama, but sure. Um, and, uh, and and Lacoste had some success. He had three catches on four targets, you know, plus that touchdown against the the Steelers. Uh, and and Hireman, one more thing here. This is an ex- extremely long rant and rave about Matt Lacoste, but Hireman had seen twenty one targets over the three games before Week Twelve. So that's not terrible. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, don't call me lacrosse. Um, <laughs> one guy that people kept bringing up to us was Jonu Smith. We didn't talk about. I'm, I'm mad that we didn't talk about him. But yeah. you look at you. I mean, look at he, he saw two targets last week, right? Like, right. He had that. It's, he had that big eight target game against Indianapolis. Um, but he, he's not seeing like insane volume. And if you look at his peripherals, he's not running a ton of routes. Uh, it's not like this. It's not like John U. Smith is just like must play. I know that he's finding the end zone. He scored in three of his last four games. And I think that's really what you're sort of banking on. Not the touchdowns per se, but you're banking on Tennessee saying John U. Smith might be a weapon. Maybe we'll utilize him more. Maybe we'll put him, right. a, you know, make him a bigger part of our game plan. Um, so I, I, you know, you guys know the way that I look at this kind of stuff, you know, like a guy like Eric Ebron, when everyone's healthy, you know, I'm not sitting here saying go start Eric Ebron because a lot of what he was doing was fluky. And to a degree, that's going on with Jonu Smith as well. But Jonu Smith also is a pretty talented tight end, I think. You know, he's he's still young, still has, has room to grow. Um, I don't think he's a terrible play against the Jets. Um, but, you know, it's not – you shouldn't feel overly confident just given what his fantasy point totals have been over the last few weeks. Right. Um, and then you have you have do you have another one? I have the I have the Rams situation. Oh yeah, you have the Rams situation, right? right. Yeah, yeah. I was blessed hashtag blessed to to talk about the Rams tight end. So I mean they they combined for a huge game against Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think the play is so it's between Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Right. And they're both basically not owned in any leagues. Um. I think Higby is the guy. He he. So he ran 24 routes against the Chiefs to Everett's 17 routes. Uh, Higby had seven targets to Everett's four targets, and um, it was Everett who had the big catch down the sideline and obviously scored more fantasy points because of it. Um, but if you track backtrack a little bit, uh, Higby had four targets in each of the two games before that shootout with Kansas City. So, uh, like JJ mentioned before the show, you know the targets, the 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 vacuum created uh, by what's his name, <laughs> by Cooper, uh, Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup. I always want to say Cupper Coop uh, for some reason. Uh, I haven't been drinking hardly at all. <laughs> Cooper Cup, um, uh, it, you know, is going to be filled somewhere, especially in the middle of the field, uh, and and I so I think that. I, I know I would feel more comfortable playing uh, playing Higby. The, the The matchup against Detroit this week for the Rams is not is not a great matchup. Although, again, this is a Brandon Gadula special. Uh, the The Rams, I'm sorry, the the Lions. <laughs> the Lions give up the the Lions give up the seventh highest tight end success rate per number fire. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you can throw darts with both those guys. I think Everett has a higher ceiling. He's just a better pass catcher. Um, but Higby seems to to have a better floor. <clears throat> um, just real quick, the last tight end 
Uh, this is my, my dart throw special. Um, Dan Arnold, who may or may not be an actual player. Um, he's someone that you could, you could look at. Uh, he's actually run the most routes of all new Orleans tight ends over their last three games. He's seen 11 targets over this time versus Josh Hill's four and Ben Watson's four. Um, 11 targets isn't that bad over three games for a tight end. Sure. It's not, not terrible, <clears throat> but they're facing Dallas. Dallas is a bottom 10 team in yards allowed to tight ends this year. I, I never know if I want to say bottom 10 or top 10. Cause I, I guess it's yards allowed. So you're giving it yeah. up. So it'd be top 10. It'd be top 10. Right, yeah. Right. So they're top 10 in yards allowed to tight ends this season. Um, I don't think it's a, a bad dart. Um, hopefully you don't have to have to make it, but if Dan Arnold scores in that Island game on Thursday, make sure that you tweet at me. And if he, if he's held catchless, now make sure that you don't talk to me. It, don't, don't at don't at JJ in, in that case. I mean, with Dan Arnold, the, the, the thing is you could do worse. That's the yeah, thing. that's right. That's right. Uh, Dan Arnold is also uh, not related to Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh man, that's confusing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so just to recap, we have Jonu Smith, Dan Arnold, CJ Uzama, Lacoste and the Rams tight ends. You have Carr, uh, Colt McCoy, you have Keenum and Mariota. And then on defense, you have Miami, Seattle, and Green Bay. Denny, time for some Twitter questions. We have like, yes, we have like 15 of them. There weren't, there weren't a ton of Twitter questions this week. Like I have, I I have some Facebook questions when you're done with the Twitters. Uh, this first one is got, got favorited 11 times. Wow. So, so I always can like, can kind of sense if people want us to talk about a particular question, because it gets favorited a lot. <clears throat> this one got favorited 11 times. It's from at Eric Belair. It says, are your wives friends? If so, or even if not, can we get a full episode of them talking about you guys? So oh, man. look guys, our, our, we live in separate cities. Our, our wives have never met. I've actually never met Denny's wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, that's per the lawyers, but the, uh no, they would get along. Yeah, they would get yeah, along. Yeah, because Denny, well. Denny had a lot of conversation with my wife back whenever I saw him last. That's right. That's right. I, and and yeah, and JJ's wife uh, is is way better to be around than JJ. Oh, so that's 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 a given. That's a given. Yeah, I mean, way cooler. Just just I, I was I kept asking her like, can can we get him like out of here so that we we could just shoot the shit? Um. Anyway, uh, it sounds like I'm hitting on your wife now. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh God! Hey, how about, what how about I, we uh, we get out of here and? Uh... What what have I, what have I done? What have I done? Uh, um, but no, they, so, they, but, don't, but, they don't know each other. No, no, they 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 don't. They would get along famously. Obviously, they would uh, have have a lot to talk about. And 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 no, they cannot do a podcast about us. I'm afraid of what would be said. Yeah, I agree. That can't happen. Uh, next question at Brandon Kovich. When adjusting the volume on your television, do you leave it on an odd or even number? So are you, are you Denny's face? Denny's face when I said that his eyes got real big. Like who are these psychos? So I, I, I'm not one of those people that absolutely needs to have something be odd or, or even or anything like, like I, I, that doesn't bother me the way that some OCD folks are bothered by it. No, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't pay attention to that. I pay attention to some weird stuff, but that is next level. I mean, congratulations on, on being super strange. I mean, uh, um, the weird, the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing I I've heard in that, in that respect is, uh, the director, David Lynch, you know, uh, the co-creator of Twin Peaks, he, he will not get out of bed until the numbers on the clock add up to seven. That's so bizarre. 
it is really I'm I strange, feel but, blessed to not have OCD. But my yeah, but I'm I'm a little confused. I guess that means that he always wakes up early, right? Well, couldn't it is he referring to all three numbers? Um or is he just referring to, you know, like a 7:34 in the morning? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they the all three have to add up to 7, so that means that once it hits 7, you know, he got he has to get up. Yeah, basically. yeah. You're you're SOL. Wow. Okay. I I just worked through that in my head. Yeah, that's why I was confused. All right, next question. This is from at Justin Freeman 18. What does the future of fantasy football content look like? And do you envision spending the rest of your career in the industry? What next? It's an interesting, a very, very uh, philosophical question here. It is. What do you, what do you think? What is it? What's the future? I mean, I, I don't see, I, I think that there's going to just continue to be uh, more and more uh, competition for sure. I mean, it's a very, very competitive space. Um, I think that we're going to see, a lot of people trying to capitalize on it when, you know, right now when they can, uh, just with regards to how the sport of football is, has how popular the sport of football is and how fantasy football mm-hmm. is. Because, you know, I won't lie, I've thought about like what happens if football ceases to exist because of the concussion issues or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what happened. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen overnight by any means, but you could see, you know, I also, you know, if you look at the ratings and stuff, I mean, football is doing, and the NFL is doing fine, right? But if you look, you know, 20 years down the line, uh, you know, this is my career. This is what I do. This is my career. Um, and it's it's something that I've definitely thought about a lot. So I think a lot of people you might see capitalize on that right now and trying to just do as much as they, number one, as much as they possibly can do. But also you might see people just shift more to, to subscription-based sites because they want to make that money as soon as they possibly can without having more of that long-term strategy. Right. I, I think the game will exist in some capacity in 20 years. It, it'll probably not look like, right. you know, what we, what we think of, of today. It'll probably be a lot more like what I want, which is the pro bowl every week. Um, uh, but the, the, the future, I don't know, you know, I haven't thought much about like the future of content of analysis. I don't know if that changes a ton I, my, I I will say, can, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say yeah, something. I thought that you were done talking about it. No, no. I, my, I was just going to say my my thought about about watching football. I think that it changes with, um, eventually there will be a channel that that you know succumbs to the fact that people only only watch football for fantasy purposes. I, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people don't give a crap about for the kids. Don't give a crap about. Um, uh, a football beyond their fantasy players. So instead of of putting on this show about real football fans tune into the Red Zone channel, there will eventually just be a fantasy channel where there will be there will be you know live uh, analysis of what this means for fantasy purposes. Uh, I think that that's one thing that will happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say too, just with uh, what, how we've seen content evolve in general online and and with you know enhanced technology, um, you're 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 finding a lot of people being able to to be entrepreneurs more than we've ever seen before, and we're we've already seen that shift in the fantasy industry to a degree where you know you don't have to be on ESPN to to gather and, and, and have this massive following or, or get a, you know, get a decent, decent readership and listenership. Right. 
Um, you know, there are, there are avenues like Twitch and YouTube and, and, and such where you can be a solo guy just going out or girl, just going out there and mm-hmm. giving advice and, and people, uh, you know, really rallying behind you and helping you make your living off of doing this kind of stuff. So right. I, I think there, there are avenues in that direction too, that, uh, we might see more and more. We've seen it. I mean, it's out there. People are doing it. Um, but I think that there's a lot of opportunity to just inherently do that. As long as you're giving good advice, you know, you're a man of the people, um, or, or a woman of the people. I'm not trying to be uh, sexist here. Um, but, but if you're someone who, uh, you know, people really, uh, are, are attracted to in terms of the content that you're producing, they will, mm-hmm. you know, they will follow and they will read your stuff. They'll, they'll pay for your stuff. And it's not so much, I mean, it's, you know, it's not you sitting there saying like, look at me, I'm awesome at this. Give me money. It's really like this, this bond and loyalty that you have with your, with your listeners and your readers. And that, that's at least, I think that's something that we've really tried to, to capture with this. Podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if, if people think your hashtag content is worth it, they will pay, they yeah. will pay something. Right. They will pay something. Uh, uh, it, it, by the way, just, I think that in, you know, in a few years, maybe five years, we'll look back and laugh at the, um, at the fact that fantasy football used to only be mentioned in offhanded comments during during the game, where like Jim Nance would be like, "That's a big play for Aaron Rodgers yeah. fantasy yeah. owners." That that will not be that it will be centered on fantasy football at some point in some in some capacity on TV. Yeah, they absolutely need like high energy fantasy folks in the booth, right? They need a they need yeah. a Brad Evans type in the booth, like right. You you need someone who's going to give fantasy takes, be energetic, and be a lot more entertaining than Jason Witten. Right, and and I would guess that any anybody who's hired to do the fantasy thing in-game would just be screaming the entire time. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can just, I, I'm just envisioning, like, one of us just being in the booth during a game. Yeah. I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting. It would, it would just be, you know, unintelligible rantings and ravings. I'd be screaming about kickers. They, you know, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching football on Sundays, because I'm a, I'm a big red zone guy, right? I, I think that red zone is the best way to consume football on Sundays, right? Sure. Unless you have, multi, you know, like 15 TVs on your screen, but or in, in your room. But I think red zone is a fantastic television channel. It allows you to to capture a lot of what's going on and yada yada yada. I don't know about you, but I I. I tilt like I, I I know that we joke about it, but I absolutely tilt yeah. when there are touchdowns being scored from guys that I don't want to <clears> score <throat> touchdowns when, when things are happening that I, I mean, I'm, I'm physically tilting. It, do you, do you feel like you become one with the red zone broadcast at some point and that you know what's going to happen before it happens be, because of maybe because of the tone of Scott Hansen oh, totally. or, or or, or or the way that the clip is brought yeah, in, the, the or music, the so, music. They they have the injury music, right? It, like the, you can it, always tell right. whenever an injury is about to happen. Exactly, injury music. But but also like you know if it's, I I instantly know if something is good or bad for me. Like they're like, and this just happened, and it's like Jared Goff rolling back, you know, dropping back to bed, and and I'm playing against Goff, and I'm like, oh yeah, my the, god, the this is a ninety the, yard touchdown. Yeah, exactly. The instant they say something, I just I turn my back and I walk away from the television. That's right. Yes, I do the same thing. I actually have run away from the TV yeah. because I cannot, I can't bear, I cannot bear to watch it. They'll, they'll be like, Graham Gano lines up for another kick, and I'm like, oh shit, he missed it. He missed it. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, that was a long-winded answer. But I think yeah. I mean, I think that the the fantasy industry how we see it today is just going to be the same except just you know, blown up more. 
I, yeah. I still think there's a lot of room for growth in the industry. Uh, next question at Mike J Gallant. What are your honest thoughts on eggnog? We both hate it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then he says also favorite Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, hands down. I think that has to be the power ranked number one. Just, just like, like that's that's it. That was the that was the movie that my family watched every year together. Like it was just it, that's the movie, right? I oh. I also I, I have a, a special place for Elf. I think Elf is a really good movie for a Christmas. Movie. Yeah, Elf is fun. And then yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there with this take, and I think Home Alone Two is better than Home Alone. Mm. I think we might have you had know, this discussion like like four years ago. Yeah, I I don't yeah I don't feel strongly about I I think yeah the sequel, um it was basically the same premise right but right? but but instead of the guy with the you know the 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 scary guy with the shovel yeah you had uh the neighbor you had pigeon lady who who actually uh if you've seen a side by side looks like Piers Morgan <laughs> yeah yeah you're right. Yeah, Trump's in that one, so I don't know. Oh, I didn't, we'll I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think I think Trump's in the second one. There are yeah. there are lines. I remember like every line in that movie too. For some reason, Home Alone two. Maybe it was just when it was you know released. That was the the one I watched a little bit more too growing up. Anyway, all right. At the FF Whisperer, fellas, new house, but things need repairs. The wife says YouTube, and I say pay someone. Whose side are you on, and how handy are you both? Oh man, I'm not handy at all. Yeah, there are only some things that I can like do. No, I I mean, I'm talking like like we we bought a uh, new shelving for the kids toys and uh Melissa basically told me just like to go do something. Like like go go like just come back when I when I need you to lift something basically right. because Is she I so have she's no pay- she's the handy one? Oh yeah, she's yeah, so the handy Amanda. one. I'm, my wife my wife can can uh has a miter saw in our garage and she builds things yeah well that yeah i mean she isn't she that's her profession right or no she just can do it no 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 i mean not profession but like she's she's uh, anyway no, uh the, the yeah the uh um the the bookshelf thing was a disaster however because i got involved with with putting together the the top of it and i put the screws in the wrong way and then i was banished forever so i'm not handy at all yeah i'm not i'm not super handy either uh next question at tyler strong 95 do you employ the quote stockings in your house and also do you let the little ones open presents on christmas eve i'm curious as to to what your rules are in your house for 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 children because obviously you know avery's only she's only gonna be five months old ish when christmas hits so it's not i mean we don't it doesn't really matter this year uh yeah, uh, we do one. You get one gift on Christmas Eve. On, on Christmas Eve, yeah, and uh, and then save the rest for Christmas. I don't. I think that might be normal. I don't know. Yeah, I, we did that back in growing up. We got one one gift on Christmas Eve, and then how about this? Were my my parents were the parents who left a gift unopened. And that was the Santa gift every year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And apparently that's a, th- I mean, apparently that's like a rare thing, but it is a thing among, among households. Um, the, uh, you do have to make the sacrifice of eating the cookies and drinking the milk. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Which, and, and, uh, uh, which is a huge sacrifice. And I'm sorry if I just ruined Christmas for someone, I, well, I, I apologize. Th- that's actually funny. Cause the next question from CD Carter 69, which he's obviously, 
he, he created that account uh, in paying tribute to this episode. Uh, it says, thoughts on appropriate age to reveal Santa's real identity. Apologies to the kids. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Wow. You're really in my head, CD Carter 69. Uh, I think that it come, it, that, that'll happen naturally, right? I mean, when when they start asking questions about it, I think that you just be upfront with them. But I, I'm all for extending the fantasy pretty much as far as it can go. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, next question is from at underscore not in my league. And it's from the, the, the username is big underscore not in my league. Who is worse? The person standing still on those moving sidewalk things at the airport or the person slowly pushing their cart down the middle of the lane of a parking lot? <sighs> I, I, I think it's the, so my biggest pet peeve is when people lack self-awareness and when, when they just have no idea what's going on around them. And I think that when you're on a moving sidewalk at the airport, a people mover, whatever you want to call it, when you're, when you're on one of those things at the airport, it's a lot easier to maybe not pay as much attention because all you're having to interact with are other humans that are walking by you. And you can easily, I, look, I, I, see, this question doesn't say that the person on the moving sidewalk is standing in the middle either. Because mm-hmm. you can stand on those things and someone can walk by you, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you're, if you got a shopping cart and you're in the middle of a parking lot, I'm, I'm, I'm seconds away from running you over. Wow. Yeah, no, I, that, that is infuriating. I, I, I don't, I don't get, I mean, I guess people get tired and then they just get on that, the people mover and they just stand there. But I thought the point was like to get a boost, Yeah, you yeah, know, to get, to, like, to, get to, to move. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Like you, yeah. you just all of a sudden are like on some, some boosts and you're just going really fast. I am always, I'm always uh, on tilt when I get to the end of that and my momentum's, you know, going you know pretty fast and I, and I'm, and I, you have to take that last step off of it and pretend like you're cool about it. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of feel like you might topple, <laughs> yeah, especially, right. especially if you're, if you have stuff on backpack on, you're carrying luggage and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there have been times where I've been like, oh my God, I'm about to just go face first. Yeah, into and the- then, and then, it, and then, you know, the person who's about to, to fall over does that little like skip, like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. And then like, they look around to make sure nobody saw them do it, but, but they're good. Or they, or they look back, they look yeah. back at the ground. Like, like what, what the hell was there? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what is this what, ground doing there? What was, what was that? What is going on? Uh, this next question is from at TTE 720. It seems like all the groaning about things like kickers, randomness, etc., are louder this year than previous years. Why are so many analysts slash writers so tilted about fantasy football this year? I, I think I, I, I think part of it is because we're seeing such crazy numbers, right, offensively, and we're seeing this like insane difference between. Uh, top offenses and bottom offenses and what it can do from a fantasy perspective. So you're seeing teams just get absolutely owned, right? Like they're, they're yeah. just getting it completely hammered by these awful <laughs> offenses, right? And I think that they're just tilted over it. And they're like, oh, screw randomness. But really, it's they drafted poorly. Yeah, I, I, uh, the, 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 I've tweeted a lot about the kicker thing. It's just funny because in, a pri- in, a, in an island game, when a kicker misses a field goal, then everybody loses their mind, and we got to get rid of kicker because this guy just missed a fifty-yarder, and you can tell who owns the who has the kicker on their on their roster. Right. I mean, it's it's basically about like my kicker just missed a field goal, therefore we must eliminate this position, which is which is an amazing stance, and I and I and I enjoy seeing it. I'm of the I think you can remove kickers, that's fine, but I I think I, like I I think the reason that you're doing it. 
is not because of what you think is complete variance and randomness. I think the reason you're doing it is because you simply are sick of just the, the position in football. Yeah. You have to, yeah, admit, admit that. Like if, if it's, if it's variance, then we need to talk about getting rid of tight end before we talk yeah. about, about kicker. And, and so be honest, like, just be honest with your, with your stance. There's something about the position of kicker that you hate and, and that's fine, but don't, but don't act like, like, uh, you know, team defense is, is any, is any more predictable. It's not right. All right, Danny, do you want to hit up Facebook real quick and yeah. get some questions? Yeah, we'll do. By the way, you guys should yes. look at the Facebook page. Just search for Living the Stream and you can get in. Yes, Living the Stream fan. You have to go through a test of uh, yes. a 69 question test. Um, all right, so we'll do, okay, let's see. Sorry, this is this is compelling here. Um, oh, uh, Armando Guzman asks, since it's basically Christmas, What's your take on the infamous fruitcake? Let's hear your take because it's, it's a food take. I, I've only seen a fruitcake like once in my life. And no, I, I didn't know they existed. And, it, and, it, and it, it's been the butt of jokes forever. Isn't there a joke on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation about fruitcake being terrible? Like, like Uncle Eddie eats it and therefore it's... Cousin Eddie, cousin Eddie eats it, so therefore it's terrible. I mean, it it looks like a, a fear factor. It does. Uh, challenge. It definitely does. Yeah. So okay. So you're on you're on board. Yeah, I'm with on that. board with that food take. All right, and then okay, uh, just, we have just a, wait. We have by a, the way, wait until people say, "Well, yeah. you haven't had a good fruit cake." Oh man, we, you haven't had a good fruit cake. Twitter can get the hell out of my mentions. Yes. Um, uh, we have a listener who who seems down down in the dumps, and I wanted to cheer him up. Okay. Uh, Tony Tokman says, uh, my, my question is simple. Uh, why do we do this year in and year out only to be left disappointed? It's Look, Tony, you're not wrong. And I know that you're talking about living life. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand because you're not wrong because in the end, only one team is winning your fantasy league. Yeah. Right. Like it, that's tilting. Like you're sure you're, you're cr- and not only that, but my, like I have a, I have a team, I have a, my home league team, you know, it's my main league, my big, the, the one I care about most. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm nine and three this year. I got to buy. It's locked up feeling good. You know, who's on my team? Melvin Gordon's on my team. You know who else Ugh. is on my team? Carry on Johnson's on my team. Like it's just Jack Doyle's on my team. I mean, there's just, there's just guys. Like, like, I, I just died this week and it doesn't now nothing matters. I mean, I'm not going to win the championship and that, that feeling is, is gross. It's awful. Um, but, you know, it's sort of like golf, right? You have, you have one good league, one good team, just like you have one good hole. Yeah. And, and that brings you one good shot even. And that, that brings you back. Yes, it makes, yes. It, 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 the, the birdie, not the birdie, the par on 18 uh, bring, brings you back, even though, uh, you know, one through 17 were an utter disaster. Right. And, and, you know, I, I, I enjoy, uh, and I know we talk about the process. We joke about the process. I enjoy the process part of it, and I, I truly do believe that the results will come if you have good process throughout throughout the season. That doesn't mean you're going to win your championship every year. There, how many times have we seen the your dominant team in your league not win the championship? That's basically every year. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. I ha- I have a team. In so Chris Harris and some of his his Hollywood friends, including our pal Tom Everett Scott, 
They started a keeper league last year. There's some experts in it as well. I think I've talked about it on this podcast. They started a keeper league last year. There's six keepers that you can keep year over year. And then there's some inflation from an auction standpoint. Regardless, I got I was fortunate last year and I drafted Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt pre-Spencer Ware injury. Okay. Oof. So I got both of them for very cheap. I'm able to keep them for years. Okay. My team right now. Okay, it's a super flex league. My team right now is Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, T.Y. Hilton, and Rob Gronkowski. That that's my I traded I you know, I just I traded all my my depth and just got this team, this super team. I'm one hundred percent going to lose I'm not going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. I, I'm but I'm very proud of this team that I assembled. And, and even if I don't, even if I get third place, I can at least look back and say, you know what? I did a hell of a good job putting this team together. I should feel proud about that. <laughs> nice reverse jinx, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to win this. Oh, JJ. I'm not, I'm not winning we'll this. We'll flash forward three weeks to JJ winning the any, any more questions from there? Yeah, one more. We'll, we'll end on this one. <clears throat> uh, Phil Culbertson, friend of the show, he asks, would you rather... <laughs> Spend every Sunday watching NFL games with Jason Witten or uh, develop alopecia, which is a condition where all of the hair on your body yeah. falls out right. and never grows back. Right, man. I mean, my answer is definitely Jason Witten because you can you can at least try to get the the conversation off of football. Yeah, man. I mean, what, what, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Witten. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You can either sit with a Hall of Fame tight end and watch football every week or lose all of your hair. Lose all your hair and never grow. Oh, man. Oh, Phil. That made me laugh, Phil. Thank you for that. I, um, yeah, I mean, Witten, Witten is terrible. Even, even when there is good analysis, Booger McFarlane actually said something really good and, and intelligent and it, during the game on Monday. And then Witten just, just storms in with, with a bunch of just nonsense, yeah. with a bunch of like coach speak, um, uh, and and I I just thought, man, this 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 crew Monday Night Crew has got to go. The, it's yeah. it's excruciating. The, at the this best point. the best was I think it was during that like that Deshaun Watson fumble where it was like it looked like a fumble like when, when he when he was had that long scramble, but Deshaun Watson fumbles the football. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's coming out of his hands and like, they have this long replay and all of them are like, oh, you know, like your job in the booth is to give a take, right? Your entire job when you're in the booth is to say, this is yeah. what is going to happen or this is what's going to happen with this fumble or this is what they're doing right and this is what they're doing wrong. You're, you're supposed to have a take, right? And Jason went in the booth is just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What the, which this, you're not a fantasy analyst where you're playing probability here, right? You're looking at a fumble and you're saying, is this a fumble? I don't know. Just say, say something, Jason. Say, say, say something. Say anything. Anything at all. Anyway. All right, Denny. That's going to do it for a very nice episode of Living the Stream. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yes, they can find my nice account at cdcarter13 on Twitter. And the kicker column is up this week. I have suggestions for Hallmark Christmas movies in this week's column if you'd like to check it out. It's on patreon.com slash living the stream. And I can be found on Twitter at late round QB. All my work over on numberfire.com, including my podcast, another podcast I do called the late round podcast. Very quick hitting 15 minute episodes, just so you can consume as much information as possible. Very quick, maybe during your commute, 
This is the this is the fun one though. This is the fun podcast. People people listen to that podcast and then they're like, "Man, you really really let your hair down on living the stream." Anyway, Denny, that's, true. that's gonna do it for this week's episode. I gotta go pee. We'll talk to you guys next week. It's uh, one nineteen in the Eastern Time Zone, and this is a little bit of a different tilt montage. Uh, I. I'm in the far back of my mother-in-law's SUV um, on the way back from a, uh, a a short family trip. And so I'm not watching the games. And here's the thing. When, when I look at my phone for updates, whether it's, you know, the DraftKings app or, the, or Twitter, whatever, I I get car sick um almost immediately like I'm talking about like within seconds so I can't really look I I can only like get, you know get glimpses of what's going on so so here's what it is so it's 20 minutes into the games and people are well into the the death spiral tilt over Lamar Jackson not having, I guess, 10 fantasy points by now. Uh, it seems that people expected him to have, to continue his 27 carry per game pace. You know, uh, into into this week, he has not apparently... And so people are tilting, people are tweeting saying, has Lamar Jackson retired? And the answer is no. The answer is it's the first quarter. So let's everyone relax. And yes, everybody in the car is looking at me like I'm literally insane. Hi, hey there. Hey, yes. Hi, sister-in-law, mm-hmm, wife, ex-wife. Um, too much? Oh. Well, anyway, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for the people. And the premature tilt is out of control on Lamar Jackson. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. There's medication for premature tilt, and if you if you experience premature tilt for more than four hours, you call a doctor. It's uh, one thirty nine in the Eastern Time Zone, and uh, I guess it's no surprise that Odell Beckham is on pace for a big game since. Uh, it appears that the Eagles' secondary includes three to four local fantasy football writers who volunteered to to play for the injury-riddled Philadelphia secondary. So it should be a big game for OBJ, which you know, which I need. And also, I really hope that the NFL checked out. These fantasy writers just check out, you know, conflicts of interest. You know, we have to be cogniz cognizant of that.
when we're talking about teams getting, you know, uh, guys off their mother's basement couch to guard Odo Beckham. So it's 2.29 in the Eastern Time Zone, and apparently Saquon Barkley is going to just do all the scoring for the Giants. And it appears that they will not, the Giants have decided to not really pay any attention to the fact that Odell Beckham is being covered by a group of fantasy football writers who were just signed off the street 20 minutes ago. Uh, but and so instead, it's it's Saquon season and... Odell, people with Odell on their roster, they get nothing. They get nothing. We're going to get nothing, and we're going to be happy about it. What the hell, man. I'm tilting. We're back from the from the family vacay situation, which, you know, was the name of my corn tribute band. In the late 90s, and darkness imprisoning me. All that I see, absolute horror. I lost to my friend today, my best friend, who I hate so much. I lost, I lost to him by point zero eight. Fancy points. That's right. Point zero eight. I don't even know. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know you could lose by less than point one. I found a way, guys. I found a way to lose by less than point one. I needed a catch from Antonio Brown, the Steelers wide receiver two. And I didn't get it. So I lost by point zero eight. I don't feel like I've ever tilted so hard in my life. It's possible I could be blocking out a more violent, soul-shattering tilt. But, but. I don't think so. I think this is it. I think this is the tilt that kills me. If the chest cold doesn't kill me, the tilt certainly will. I've never, I've never felt so bad in my life. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.